Well, what is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel on a Wednesday night. Hope everyone is doing well. We had a lot to talk about already, and then you get news that Nick Saban is retiring from his post at Alabama after 17 years, and uh, Tim Hyde has a lot to say. I had to tell Tim multiple times before I hit that live button, Tim, save it for the show. Tim, shush. Save it for the show. Don't don't get all the good stuff out now. So we're going to talk about some of this stuff with uh, Tim Hyde. We're going to talk about the national championship a little bit. And we're not just talking about th this news from uh, college football fans' perspective. It's also from the Notre Dame perspective. Like, we're, we're not a national show, but we, we're a Notre Dame show. So we're going to talk about some of this national news, though, and, and maybe how it does tie back into Notre Dame. Fighting Irish have four commitments um, in the past, what, Four days, five days, um, you know, two from the high school ranks um, and, and Chris Burgess and Ethan Long and then a couple from the transfer portal. Uh, we're actually going to talk to Ethan Long here in about 20 minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, we just just a ton to talk about. So, folks, please hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to the channel for more Notre Dame football and recruiting content if you have nothing so yet. And head to blueandgold.com, your home for all things fighting Irish football. Um, and recruiting coverage, even basketball. If you're a basketball junkie, you can head over to the site to check out our basketball coverage. And our special offer for our YouTube and podcast audience is $1 for two months um, of coverage. Again, that's $1 for two months for new subscribers using the promo code UND1. So please do check that out over at blueandgold.com. So yeah, Tim, the news of the day, the news of the year, uh, and it's only January 10th, um, is uh, Nick Saban. Um, it, it is official um, now that he is retiring. And uh, I saw a tweet from uh, one of the national writers that said something to the effect of just, you know, a couple days ago, he was, you know, doing some interviews with some different staffers and stuff. And he was he was working today, or he has been all week. This isn't something like it came out of the blue. Uh, or, excuse me, this it totally did come out of the blue. It's not like this was expected around the office. So, Tim, what's your reaction here? Oh, I mean, I had my my kids were uh, getting cleaned up after eating dinner and whatnot. Boom, comes across, start texting with uh, you know my, my best friend out in Southern California, like, look at this. Oh, this is, I mean, this is massive. It's uh it's huge. And my first, I mean, I, I mean, once again, you said it perfectly just a minute ago, what's it mean for Notre Dame? And it's like, you start thinking of all those things. Um, I, man, I, th I think this is just massive because it's, I mean, number one, it's Nick Saban, obviously. And what he's done at Alabama is just, is just legendary. It's iconic, you know, what he's done since he's been there. But, um, this is this is huge. My my first reaction is like, okay, it's twelve team playoff. He's done. <laughs> he doesn't want to be involved in this and just the probably just the nonstop craziness that is taking place in college football. Of you know the poor. I mean, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it at nauseum. It's nonstop and it's just like seventy two years old. He obviously can still coach. I mean, they went undefeated in the SEC. They're not a bunch of scrum bums, you know, and. uh if anything, I watched that Bama Michigan game a handful of times. They had that thing wrapped up, man. So much control and just uh blew that thing away at the end. I mean, you know, it is what it is there. Obviously, Michigan goes on and wins the thing. But um no, it's 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 uh it's it's a tsunami, man. It's huge. It's huge because the dominoes off of this. That hey, you know, I already saw someone in the chat I've seen on Twitter and everything. Oh, Bama's not gonna be the same. Number one, it's Alabama. Okay, Bama's not going anywhere. I mean, Bama, Bama's had tiny little periods in their history where they disappeared and they've always come back storming back with, with champs, with titles. They did it before the Bear, and then there was a 10-year gap between the Bear and Gene Stallings. Stallings wins one, 10 years between Stallings and Saban. They were, they were under 500 in the SEC. Saban comes, and bam, the rest is history. So they're not going to sit back and have a big lull and stuff like that. I'm not expecting, but this era of the NIL, the portal, the days, Mike, of, I mean, I just made a sticky note of this, the days of just stockpiling 25, five stars. Is that, how is that? It's, 
how's that possible? I don't I don't think it is. So the Jimmys and the Joes, the players, especially where they're at. I mean, look at Kirby Smart for crying out loud. That's probably the most stable program in the country. He's got 20 plus guys in the portal. 20 plus. So I think Bama's gonna have about 40 in the next 40 hours possible. So you know, just long ways you wrap it around. We'll jump into questions or anything of that nature, and even thoughts between you and I bouncing off is it's it's I mean, it's hard to be stable. And I think stability wins in this day and age. But how are you stable in the South? In the South is cutthroat football. And all these guys, I mean, you're down there, Mike, and you've been around it. But all the old dogs that have been around forever, man, it is cutthroat down there. It's a different world. Look at all these five stars, not just AM or Georgia. Bama's going to have a few, but they're just, my God, the, the, the old Miss, old Miss has an all American running back. Not getting enough money, and he, he's, he's leaving, right? Is that official Ohio State, I think, right? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Is it? I, I thought it was. I didn't even know. Like, no. yeah. I'm like, oh, I could care less. But that, but that's but that's the SEC. That's the South. It is brutal, and I think if you're not playing, and we've talked about this a million times, you're more likely to leave down South because you're all – all these guys all know each other between Florida L- – you know, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, all these guys playing high school football. They go see, oh, my buddy's playing. I should be playing. It's going to be wild down there. And I'm probably more excited after Michigan winning, which is like, how the hell am I saying that? Correct. But for Notre Dame, stability, can stability win out? And at a place like Notre Dame, you get different dudes at Notre Dame than you do Alabama. You just do. And can you just stabilize it keep those guys coming which freeman seems to have he's purged a few and that's fine i don't think there's any guys that have left in his two years right that are like oh my god earthquake shattering no they've replaced anyone that's left in two days and i think at notre dame could do that long term so jump in here i can rattle for 40 i know you all right i want to read you a a hot board list of potential candidates oh sure I, i need I swear to God, I will cut I'll you off. You after four seconds. I'll give you four. I'll, I'll cut you off after 10 seconds. So you're going to go through all these guys. You tell me, just give me two sentences on each of them, okay? Mike Norvell, Florida State. Just your thoughts on, on each of these as potential candidates. He's down the street, Florida State. Heck of a football coach, multiple head coaching stints. He could go to Alabama in a heartbeat. Dan Lanning seems like the top one from everyone. What would you think about that? Young, he proved it as a D.C. under Kirby. He was with Alabama for a for a period. He was uh, Nick Saban stocked. He was going to hire him as a DC before Kirby did way back when. So he's a Southern guy. Yeah, currently out at Oregon, of course. But yeah, Southern a guy. Twenty million dollar buyout. I just $20 saw buyout. twenty million dollar buyout. Phil Knight was like, "You're not getting away." <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian, Texas, of course, worked at at Bama. Yeah, I've been around Sark a million times in my life. Great guy. Um, I don't think he leaves because Texas is Texas. Yeah. That's that's my first gut. And he's got Quinn Ewers. He's got a he's gonna have a he, he's gonna he's gonna be probably him and George are gonna be the SEC favorites next year. Kalen DeBoer, the guy who you uh hoped would one be Notre Dame's head coach. Uh, after I love that guy. Well, number one, he's he's ball coach, experience. I'm you know me, I'm a big believer in experience, head coach at the NAIA, head coach at um Jeez Louise, I can't even think. Fresno State, Washington. He's a winner. Wherever that dude's been, he's he's won. They were four and eight two years ago, for crying out loud. Lane Kiffin. West Coast guy who's now become a SEC guy, his whole history experience, the same thing. He, I mean, that, that's the thing with Nick Saban went to Alabama. He had boatloads of head coaching experience. Kiffin would bring that as well. Yeah. Head coaching experience with my Miami Dolphins. Um, don't want to talk about it. Still, still hurt. Deion Sanders. No way, right? Someone said in the chat. Oh, they he, they have the con- there's the Aflac connection to to say oh, the Aflac. Yeah, hey, there what, you what, go. What the hell does that have to do with anything, Mike? Mike, you keep the commercials consistent, okay? You just move on. You got one Bama guy to another Bama guy. All right, James Franklin, no shot. Man, right. I cannot stand James Franklin. I think I told you this before. I've met him before. I've been at a clinic with other coaches, hanging out with him for a day. One of the worst experiences of my life. 
he's a complete jerk. But there you go. And then Dabo, which has kind of been the one that you've thought for years, he is the natural succession plan kind of deal as a former, um, or he's an Alabama alum. With but the I just want to wonder though. if that's not as yeah. sexy of a hire now because they've been down a little bit. Still Dabo. I mean, the guy could win. He's proven it this year. It's like, even when, I mean, they have, I mean, that's the thing. This year is crazy. Fumbleitis killed those guys or that, that Notre Dame Clemson game would have been prime time. Um, had they not fumbled away? Um, no, he's going to be fine. You know what I mean? He He's up there cause he's a Bama guy. He's an alum. He won a national title with Gene Stallings as a wide receiver coach there for a decade. So yeah, he's got a, if you're going to leave Clemson, you're going to go to Alabama because once it gets resources, the resources at Alabama or they'll give you whatever you want. There's no questions. We don't have to wait, you know, three years for boosters to raise the funds like that uh, program up in South Bend does. No, you need it. We build it. We'll pay for it later. So resources. Uh, Dabo, Dabo's got to be there just because he's Dabo Sweeney. He's an Alabama alum. And then Mike Vabrell and Dan Quinn are thrown in there. They're, you know, currently yeah. NFL guys. We're not going to really talk about them. But then the last name, Marcus Freeman was thrown in there. And I, multiple guys thrown in Freeman. Yeah, I saw was, was I saw just a tweet. I was like, really? I mean, it was Pete Thamel. He probably got it from his uh, agent. You know, it's all agent hype. That's the other thing this time of year. Names, names you see on Twitter, 99% of them are usually wrong because it's agents. But uh, – yeah, I mean, Marcus Freeman, sure, you could say, oh, we're getting the Notre Dame coach. But, man, it's it's experience. I, I think experience will – my thing – I mean, I've studied Alabama a bunch uh, through the years and what and whatever because, you know, I love following the big, the big dogs of college football. Alabama made massive mistakes when they hired two rookie head coaches. Notre Dame's done it three times since Holtz. Alabama's done it twice with uh, DeBose and Shula, and they were horrible. And that's why they were like, we're not doing this again. They went and they waited, waited for Nick Saban. Coaches were passing him by, waited for Saban. Got him. I don't think they're going to hire a young coach. I just don't. You know, so, I, Which I know is odd because Dan Lanning, but Lanning is a Southern guy. But that $20 million buyout, man, that's some, that's some, uh, that's some deep South pocketbooks right there. Yeah. So who do you like? Like if, if you were Alabama's AD, who would you want? Once again, I said consistency, um, building a – it's not so much building a program, but a name. Who's going to come in there to, to keep – it's the South, man. The South is a – but it's a different world. It is. You live down there. It's a different world. Dabo is the guy. He's the guy because he's got rings. When you go to Alabama – He's got rings. But know, is he not that, adjusting? Is he not adjusting at Clemson? Would he do it in Bama? You know? It's Alabama, man. They, you have to adjust But it's Dabo right? Sweeney. Else. But, do, but, but do, you know, once again, I don't know the uh, – is the I mean, who spends more money as alums? Clemson alums or Alabama alums, you know? Who's got yeah, – which the funds, the resources, the NIL – he, he, he goes to Alabama. It's a different world than probably. Yeah, but I think it's more of the Dabo. Like someone just said, Dabo refuses to use the portal. So exactly because he wants to build his, he's a culture guy. That's been Michigan. Now that's been Michigan. Michigan hasn't gone and got 25 transfers. They've been just like Marcus Freeman. They went, and got picked a couple guys and a couple guys started on Monday night. So uh, Jim Harbaugh, Sweeney, the, you know, I mean, Harbaugh, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, Dabo, I haven't followed them. I don't know if he's signed any, but he's 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 going to stick with his guys. And they ended up winning another bowl game this year. They ended up rallying at the end of the year. They ended up being ranked after the horrible start. So, um, and even last year they won 10 games. I mean, they've got 10, 12 years in a row of 10 wins. I don't think they got the 10 this year, did they? Yeah. Um, or so, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that might have squeezed. Did they really in the bowl game? Um, I'm not sure. I th- yeah. Um, let's see. No, nine and four, nine and four. Yeah, nine and four, nine and four. So that broke his ten game. So, streak. Tim, you've got five minutes on um the the championship game. You're a you always love to throw out the blue chip ratio yeah. and how all of the national championship teams had such and such blue chip ratio. I don't remember what that number was, nor do I know what 
Michigan and Washington had, but they are not perennial top five, even top 10 um, classes. So I'm curious kind of, you know, your, your take on, on Michigan and Washington being in the title game. Um, and then, I don't know if, if that kind of gives you any hope for, for Notre Dame to kind of see a, a blueprint maybe of, of sorts. Just curious on your take on this. Yeah, we could even get into this more so after, um, you know, Long comes on and chats with us for a little bit. But, um, I mean, number one, you got two really good head coaches, but older teams, old teams. Those guys were – I mean, they had six-year seniors all over the place, especially at Washington. And then you got Harbaugh, which I've, I've broken down his roster. His entire offensive line was fifth-year seniors. Remind me, like, of the, the 2020 Notre Dame group. You know, that was all older guys up front. So a lot of old guys, only a couple transfers here and there, playing spot duty. Yeah, Michigan – was um yeah I went and looked it up I think they're 55 percent blue chip Washington was under 50's been the threshold it's been 50 the winners That's been it. 50. 50 anyone above 50 has been in the run oh. back to all the teams it shows it Clemson won one with like 57 percent Oregon was in the well, low. That's not 50. that bold of a stat then Tim that's really not Mike, Mike there's only like 16 teams that meet it Notre Dame. Yeah, I think there's not a lot of teams. I think a seven-year-old could pick the 16 teams that are most likely to win the national championship. Yeah, those are the ones that are recruiting the players. So that's the TCU would have been an outlier last year. But, I mean, it's 50. It's just you have to recruit, you know, 50%. And now they've been doing the transfer. Once again, it's a data point. It's just something that's interesting to look at and and roll from there because some teams have done it. Obviously, the lowest teams – Clemson, Oregon almost won it. Yeah, you know, you know, elite Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. Watson was an Heisman winner, but obviously finished second, you know. And then with Michigan, the one thing was just how old they are. You start looking at their roster and you're like, my God. It's like you played it, you you signed in 18. These 20 guys signed in 19. Yeah. Old, an old roster. And then you got their their elite players. Obviously, the two running backs were high-end top 100 players, you know, and you sprinkle them in with a few others here and there. But, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, um, I mean, that team was just obviously also on a mission. And I think that's a big thing that they were, you know, I'm sure there'll be 8,000 other comments about it and blah, blah, blah. But the players went out there and kicked butt. And, you know, and that's hard as a guy as a coach. I've coached 30 years. Those players went out there and knocked the living hell out of people, you know, this season. They're physical. That's what gives me hope with Notre Dame if they can yeah. do that because they have proven it. And, and that's even going back to Georgia. You know, Georgia's not a four or five wide offense. They're going to sit in 12 personnel and slam the ball down your throat and play defense. And um, even watching Michigan, Michigan's defense looks just like Notre Dame's. They live in a four, two, five. They play, you know, they have a stand up guy, two, they're Mike and Will, same as Notre Dame, but JD and Maris and Kaiser rotating. They play five DBs every single snap, just like Notre Dame. So uh, that was interesting. See schemes match up, Michigan Notre Dame scheme match up with the running game. It's it's just all about you know that that word you know uh, Mike Goolsby talked about on Sunday the culture and that's yeah. and you hope Freeman after two years just keeps doing it. And I think that goes back to the thing I said earlier is stability. Just keep a, a stable man a message. I'm a big believer in messaging, and I think that's one thing Michigan had, and obviously Washington had it with their older veteran football team as well. So on, man, get my my days lost here. It would have been Monday, yeah, a, a few hours before that national championship game. Notre Dame picked up a new commitment from Ethan Long um, from the Brunswick School, and um I mispronounced the town that this school is in. And uh, I had a lot of people yell at me in the comments. I'm like, hey, calm down. I've never been there. Greenwich. Greenwich, Connecticut is where the Brunswick school is. I would screenshot this, Notre Dame fans. You see the rankings right now on the screen? There's just no shot that that's where this kid ends up. Um, You know, I mean, ESPN hasn't even gotten to ranking them yet. Have they? Let me check real quick. No. So, I mean, we got to get ESPN to wake up here. So, uh, yeah, this is Ethan Long committing to Notre Dame um, over Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, so, a strong offer list. Uh, and we actually have Ethan Long, and he's going to join the show now. 
Um, so Ethan, appreciate you, you you hopping in here, man. Very nice shirt, Ethan. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Of course. So uh, this is my uh, co-host Tim Hyde, also a uh, a Northeast guy. Um, okay. And uh, Tim, I know you had a, a couple questions for Ethan. We'll kind of just go right to you. Yeah, heck, I'll just jump into it. Mike usually sets it up with his uh, recruiting takes as he yaps, and then I jump in. But uh, yeah, real quick, Ethan, I'm up here in a uh, beautiful, sunny uh, New Hampshire. So okay. We've got about 20 inches of snow since Sunday, so this has been fun. And then uh, today we had 45 degrees and two inches of rain. So yeah. that's been interesting. But uh, yeah, wild weather we've been getting. Yeah, a lot of crazy, crazy rain and wind today. Yeah, exactly. That wind was nuts yesterday. You got up to 40 miles an hour up here, so it was wild. But uh, no, my big thing, um, you know, I'm, I've coached. I've coached college and a bit, been a high school coach. I just finished my 30th year, and I always love talking, you know, to recruits, especially from programs where you're at, where you come from. And I call them high achievers. You know, I've coached at some really elite uh, Catholic tools in Southern California back in the day. And high achievers, meaning weight room doesn't bother you, practice doesn't bother you study doesn't bother in you, all those things. So, you know, I've, you know, my question is just comparing the school where you're coming from to Notre Dame. And then my second question is, you know, a Michigan guy just won a national title from your school Monday, correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. All right. I don't know if your uh, head coach had mentioned all that stuff. So that's just awesome that someone from your school, obviously going to the, the big time. So your league is elite. I don't, that's one thing I, I, I want to throw out there is the football you play is really good football. A lot of high-end football players in your league, so that's pretty good. But um, lastly, that uh, comment Freeman talks about is choose hard. So talk about choosing hard from your high school program, getting ready to go to Notre Dame. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, Notre Dame and Brunswick are very similar, high academic, um, great schools that set you up and prepare you for your future. Um, Brunswick's great doing that. The teachers are so great tutoring me. They're taking care of me, making sure I understand the topic. And you could see that too at Notre Dame. Like I met with the academics guy and he was all for it. Like, he's like, this is your schedule. This will be your schedule to um, meet with your teachers, get to class on time, get your work in, just staying on top of those things. And that was, that's a big thing for me. Like school, like I'm a, I'm an, um, I'm a student athlete. Like I have to take, I have to take care of my grades and knowing that Notre Dame's going to help me with that is, um, is great. And of course, yeah, Cornelius Johnson and I work out together, um, at Overdrive in New Canaan, Connecticut, shout out, um, Carrington Bex, it's our trainer. Um, yeah. So him and I, like, we always, we always work one-on-one against each other, wide receiver versus DB. And he's, He's special, and I was so happy for him that he um that he won that. He deserves it. He works so hard, and to that choose hard. Um, it's just a, like what Coach Freeman says: that choose hard is like just let it come to you. Like Notre, like you don't choose Notre Dame. Notre Dame chooses you. And I think just the choosing hard is really important, and it's just a big statement that really exemplifies Notre Dame. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. No, that's great that you work out with uh, with Johnson. That's probably some fun workouts in the summer. Yes, sir. Do you have anything else, Burnson? Was it? Oh man, there's always something, right? It's. Uh... I'll, 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 no, I'll go, for go for it. Because just muted myself as I was trying to talk. I don't know why I did that. Ethan, I know you talked to my coworker Kyle Kelly more than than um, than I than I talked to you, but. Someone posted in the chat, like, where is Ethan from? Because a lot of the guys at your school aren't from the area. So are, are, are you a Connecticut guy or are you from elsewhere? So, yes, I'm, a, I'm from Milford, Connecticut. So I'm more up up um, south. So I'm close. Uh, I'm like an hour and a half away from school. Okay. But traffic, traffic, the, um, traffic gets crazy down here. Yeah. So, but, you know, just being from Connecticut, it's just great. Like, people – like you said, our league is great, but people sleep on us down over here. Like they only think of the South, the West for football, and they don't understand. Like we got dogs out here in Connecticut, and we are going to work. We are going to work in the classroom, work on the field, work on work in the gym. And I think people are starting to realize that. Like we got there's people in the Northeast that are, that can play football, that can play ball. So we're just we're on the rise for sure. So you commit to Notre Dame on January eighth. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here, Ethan. You can answer this however you want. But 
you kind of knew you were going there for a little while of time, if I if I recall correctly. I mean, are you able to tell us like how long you you, you kind of knew like, hey, Notre Dame is going to be the choice for me, and you know why why you wanted to announce in January? So it just happened to be January eighth. My number, it's my lucky number. Um, nice. It was um, it means a lot to me. It's not just my lucky number. Um, it was actually for this um, this girl in Milford who passed away due, from cancer. And my my father um, was best friends with her dad, and she used to hang out with me, like babysit me. And when she passed, I was kind of heartbroken. So I wear I wear number eight for her, and I like number eight's always been with me. It's like it's kind of funny, like everything that happens to me, number eight is somehow involved. But um, yeah, I knew for a while. Um, it was like early December, I think it was. Um, I just couldn't I couldn't wait any longer. It was it was only in the matter of the time. They called me every day. They really. Um, I don't think I committed too early. I don't think I did any of that. I didn't, I didn't feel any pressure. Um, I felt like I was this was meant to be, and I I found my home. Every time I step foot on that campus, it's just like I want to be around these guys every day. I can work out with these guys every day, and I can play the game I love with these guys every day and have fun doing it. So, I think that's that that's what sealed the deal. So it was we're popping on the film for podcast audience. We're watching Ethan Long's film, Class of Twenty Twenty Five, Notre Dame commit. I'm sure you, whether it's during the recruiting process with Notre Dame or you're reading articles or you're seeing tweets from fans, people throw out the name Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, I don't know if you're going to be a first round pick, Ethan, but the play style between you and Kyle, it's kind of similar. Is that, a, is that, that's got to be a pretty cool thing to hear from, uh, from people kind of comparing you to, to who's someone who's already one of the best safeties in the NFL. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, I don't like to think about it too much. I don't want to get my head too big because Kyle's one of the best safeties and he's a rookie in the NFL and that's, he's just a great player. And hopefully I, I want to meet him um, work out with him and all that, because I really do. I watch his highlights, his film every single day. Cause I really do see myself in him and you no know, coach O'Leary and I, and um, we had so many talks about this. I can't like how much I talk, how much I move, how much I play like Kyle. And I think that's that that's another that was another thing that stood out to me. I was like, he tapped into Kyle's potential and like only what he can do with me after he went through it with Kyle could be great. Now I also wanted to talk to you about um Matty Augustine, your one of your teammates, huge Notre Dame target in the class of 2025. You guys are both going to the junior day on January 20th. And I, I wanna say you guys also like, is it just like during the school year? Um, like you guys live together is yeah, I'm actually in his, I'm in his brother's room, right? His guest room right now. That's awesome. So is it like going up to dinner and being like, so, uh, Hey bro, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna push on him, but I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my part and he's going to come home and be an Irish as well. Hopefully. Cause I really do. Maddie's a great player. He wants it. And he's like a brother to me. So obviously I want I want him for the next four years with at my school. So um hopefully, hopefully it'll be a it'll be a blessing. I'll be thanking God. It'd be great. So, so is that one of those situations where you are like 90 minutes from from school? So is, is Maddie's house just a lot closer? Is that kind of one of those deals? Yeah. So you know, like it's called the host family. Um Brunswick's so so good with that. Like kids, there are kids that live so far away that get to live with host families that take care of them like one of their own kids. And the Augustines have been nothing but great to me. Um, they took me in right away. They like they told my parents like he like we want him at our house, and it's just really it, it's really amazing how they make you feel comfortable because moving out of your home at like su at such a young age already is is kind of hard, and um, the way they took me in would just made it easier and um, just uh, it was just a great opportunity and blessing that they came. Just one more thing from you real quick, and then, Tim, if you have anything else for Ethan. Uh, tell us about, uh, you know, your cousin, I believe it is, Austin Webster, former Notre Dame captain. Um, how tight are you with Austin? You know, conversations with him since, you know, he started getting recruited by Notre Dame. Just kind of walk us through that because I think that's a pretty unique connection. Yes, yeah, so um, Austin and I are very close. We talk almost every week. Um, he's obviously busy with work and all that stuff in um, his life, but – I, he's really like a, he's a role model. Like he's someone I look up to every day. Like becoming a walk on and earning a scholarship and becoming captain at Notre Dame might be one of the greatest stories you could possibly have. 
And he did it with such heart and passion. And people looked at him like, I want to be like him. And I was like, this is my cousin. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I'm so grateful that this is my cousin that I can go to him with, with whatever. And he can help me out. He has great advice. He actually made like um, a, a really cool highlight. Can I pull it up? Like uh, this, highlight, yeah. this highlight tape that he made is actually insane. What, what highlight tape of, of him and I, like he put it together. Um, you, if you can, you can, you can uh, send it to me on Twitter and I can just pull it up. No way. Oh, that's awesome. That sick. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So Go he little. sent me that after I committed and I was so I, I wanted to post it myself, but I let him get I let him do it. Uh, I didn't want to take the creds, but um, hopefully he's watching. I told him to watch because I was going to pull it up anyway. Um, but that that was uh, he's so good with that stuff. And like he like it that was really seeing Notre Dame in 2014, um, seeing the grotto, seeing the atmosphere of the game, seeing all the buildings, the like the the history of Notre Dame is just amazing. Like I have so many pictures of me as a kid wearing a Notre Dame costume, and it's just been running in it's been running in my blood for such a long time. That is amazing, Austin. If you are watching, hit me up, bro. We got to get you on the show. Uh, Tim, Tim, do you have anything else for Ethan? No, that was one of my things because I, I mean, there's a video out there uh, for all the Notre Dame fans watching. Go on YouTube uh, when Austin Webster got his scholarship. A great six, seven minute video. And that's right. Which is awesome. Cause you know, your, you know, your cousin was really the beginning of this whole switch at Notre Dame that Brian Kelly started and, and Freeman's rolling with as well. That whole culture switch after the, uh, by the way, I'm born and raised a Notre Dame fan 2016. We don't talk about when they go four and eight, it was horrible, but they flipped it. They switched it. They literally did an entire root uh, reboot in the program and your cousin was one of the reasons for that with his leadership and you know just being a part of that whole change and that video everyone go find it google austin webster scholarship notre dame it is unbelievable uh video but i had something real quick um i just thought of was one thing in your class i, I think all of you guys have been to the camp or have worked out for the coaches and things of that nature what is that miss Really competitive. All you guys getting together, having fun in South Bend, practicing. I mean, you guys are all high-end Notre Dame future football players, yet you're going to the camp and you're balling out versus so many other guys. Every time Singer and I talk about the 25 guys, he's always bringing up clips from the camps. I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are going against each other. So what's that atmosphere like? And is that part of the – Freeman talks about competitive edge nonstop. Is that something he speaks to you guys about during those camps? Yeah, so um, like you know, all the commits are in a group chat, and you know we're we're the best competitive, like we're the best of the best. We we believe in our in our minds, and we like to compete every day. Like to be the best, you got to play against the best, and that's what we want to do every single day. So obviously, like Ivan and I, we're gonna compete against the wide receivers, and we're gonna go at them, um, like Deuce Knight and all them, and we're gonna compete, and it's just gonna make us better, and it's gonna make us closer, and it's gonna benefit us. So lastly, real quick, real quick, because it's a huge thing on our uh, message board here at, at Blue and Gold. People always talk about basketball. Who's the best basketball player in class of 2025? Out of the commits? Yeah, let's just go with the commits. How's that? Who do you know? Uh, right now it's between me and Deuce. Yeah. Okay. I right. see some parts of Deuce, and I'm like, oh, he gets up <laughs> a little bit. But I don't know. I think I, I think I got Deuce. I'm going to I'm gonna have to play him a little bit. Are you on the hoops team out there at the school? Yeah, yeah, okay. yes, awesome. You I got um, it. you guys, you guys should pull up and watch. I'm not too bad. <laughs> All right, we we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. Well, Ethan, I appreciate you hopping on, man. This was a it was a fantastic interview. Um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. And again, appreciate you. Great work. Great Thank work, you guys. So much. Have Thank a great you, night. Ethan. Good luck to you, buddy. Hey, man, that was fantastic. I love getting these recruits on here from the different backgrounds and um and wow was was he tremendous Tim 
Oh, I think it's awesome that he's also staying at Augustine's uh, place all year and whatnot. That is, you know, what, you know when, yeah. I mean, when that story came out that he was there, I mean, I didn't, you know, follow that until, uh, you know, Kyle was reporting that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, not the obviously sway recruiting, but I mean, can you imagine two really good football players at the same school going to Notre Dame, hanging, living in the same house, so to speak? So that, um, and real quick, uh, you know, I didn't get into it, but you mentioned it briefly, Mike. The, I mean, I've, I followed Notre Dame recruiting for many, many, many moons. And for some reason, man, this junior day on January 20th is like freakish. Yeah. There's some, dude, I mean, I mean, Freeman, I mean, there's been good ones, but this one is better than last year, than two years ago, three, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, man, it's just so well put together. And it's like, these guys coming on January 20th, it's like, they could suit up and be a hell of a football team in three years. I mean, it's a heck of a group. Okay. He's got some hoops okay. out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We need to oh. get. Oh, look at that. Oh, you yeah, got that need... in your bag, Ethan. Okay. Yeah, we need to get Ethan and Deuce uh, dunk contest, uh, you know, some uh, private one, you know, dunks to post for everybody. Someone call up Coach Shrewsbury. What? Oh, he can shoot. Look at this. Oh. Okay. And that's one one game. Okay, one, Ethan. Not, not right. bad. Not bad. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that, that, yeah, that's some uh, I, jump. I there. agree with the comment here. Cool kid. He is a very cool kid. So that's uh, Ethan Long, new Notre Dame um, safety commit into class of 2025. Really appreciative of his time um, chatting with us. Yeah, very, very good interview. So, um, Man, going back to the discussion we were having about uh, Michigan and, and and Washington and 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 with how it relates to Notre Dame, Tim, that, that you were discussing uh, before. What what else did you want to talk about? What, you know, what was else was on your mind? Well, it's man, it, it's just moving forward. I think you know, if anyone wants to ask about this or just chat, it's like what? Yeah, I mean, the big thing obviously for us is what does this mean for Notre Dame? And I think the twelve team playoff is. I mean, it's 12 teams or you're going to the Sun Bowl and Gator Bowl. I mean, that's really what it is. There's no more New Year's Six. There's no more, well, you know, we could get this afterwards. It's it's either host a playoff game, get ready to go play in the Peach Bowl in the quarterfinals. Or, or everyone's off the Pop-Tart. Yeah, or you're going to the Pop-Tart Bowl. It's like, I mean, that's what college football is. And, you know, and, and the one thing, and, you know, it's it's been talked about a bunch, you know, even going back to the blue chip ratio with Michigan's was, was 55%, but it was obviously a lot of older guys, guys staying in the program, guys trusting the head coach, the strength coach uh, that Michigan has is is awesome. Everything, you know, they say about him and how he's built that team from scratch as well. So Freeman's doing that as well. And it's like, man, it's, it, it's odd to, to chat about because it's the small little school in South Bend. You just get a bunch of dudes committed. And Notre Dame's been close. And one of your questions was, you know, as we were talking this morning, is can Notre Dame win a national title? And there's some out there that say no. I'm like, hell yeah, they can. They've proven it. They've been right there for crying out loud. You know, Brian Kelly got him there in in 2012, and it's it was a committed team. He had he had 10 and 11. He had 10 losses. He had back to back five loss seasons in year three. Teo and all these older dudes that Weiss recruited were like, we're done. Enough of this. And they kind of had a little uh culture shift down there and they won it and then a lull for a few years 2015 man 2015 all the guys that that followed notre dame and watched those games that team was freakish there's so many damn nfl football players on that team they lose two games by two points so they're right there had they had a d coordinator with half a brain they would have been in the they would have been in the final four and everybody who follows notre dame knows that everybody so it's that team was as stacked and could have competed with anybody. 2018, 2020, get to the playoffs. So Notre Dame has shown we could get there. So winning a national title is very, very doable. Is it hard? Of course it's hard. Hell, winning games are hard, you know, that old saying. But it is. And now Notre Dame's got to win four. But it also goes back to this point, I think, in, uh, in recruiting, Mike, is what you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, you follow all this stuff and you see all this craziness out there. It's like, it's nuts with so many people coming and going. So Notre Dame, 
you know what they got eight transfer guys they may get one more maybe two more who knows but let's say they top out at 10 that's a drop in the bucket compared to 90% of the programs that are just retooling like mad all over the place so don't you think a drop in the bucket how, i mean how many more some of these other schools bringing in oh my god man there's there's, there's programs out there bringing in 15 to 25 like with no issues you know, the, you know, the handful that I've seen. So that's a lot. That's I'm not saying everyone's bringing in 25, but you're saying, I would say 15 to 20. So right, no right. with eight, you're in the single digits. I don't think that's, I think teams are bringing in way more than that. All right. Colorado's 20, Louisville, 22, Ole Miss, 13, South Carolina, 15, FSU, 10, Missouri, 10. This is here. I'll show you guys what I'm, what I'm reading. Yeah. Just guys already. This is the uh, the, I guess this exists the on three transfer portal, tran- rankings. Um, so Wisconsin. So these are guys that have already signed, correct, Mike? Uh, the transfers in. Oh yeah, that's uh, what it is. They don't sure. sign. Yeah. Transfers don't technically sign. They just enro- they just enroll. Yeah, they just enroll. Gotcha. So yeah, Cal eleven, Syracuse ten, NC State ten, Washington seven, Kentucky nine. So I mean Notre Dame. Eight has the fifteenth best transfer portal class. class. I don't know how the heck they do this score, but it's like uh, it, it's weighed, you know, with your transfers in and transfers out. So Notre Dame's brought in eight so far, and they've got fourteen out. But look at Indiana, well, twenty-one in, twenty-three yeah. out. So I would say, like, well, when you have A and M, is A and I mean, you're scrolling so fast. It's like, were they already up there? A and M is A and M's like, nineteen in, twenty-one out. But 19 guys in, and that's not even the spring portal window yet. You know what I mean? It's like, so you know they're going to – Elko is going to get more before Notre sure. Dame comes in again. Yeah, but, I mean, as we scroll this, I mean, you have schools that are, you know, less than – I would say eight. I, yeah, let's just say Notre Dame gets to nine. Mm-hmm. That would be about kind of oh, middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's, yeah, so they're not no drop in the bucket, Mr. Tim. Yeah, but, but still, it's not. It's still single digits. There's more. Well, out there. not gonna, you know, like I saw Iowa and Kentucky way down there. I could care. I mean, I mean, but, they, I mean, but they also they like, got it winning a title. A&M Literally. had A&M had twenty one out. So you got to yeah. bring in a little bit more. I mean, so, but look, some it's of the things like that every portal, year. Thing is about the portal when guys leave is some of it is the Rico Flores is where it's like we did not want to lose him, but he left. And then there's others where sure. it's like. Here's the door, you know. It's kind of like exactly. There's been a handful. I mean, especially at Notre Dame, there's been a handful of those. Like, hey, you've been here four or five years. You got your degree. You still want to play? Move on. We we understand that. Yeah, and I think that's going to happen each and every year. So, you know, you got what did Freeman bring in last year? Seven. So this year could be eight or nine, right? Seven or eight last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still it's still single digits. Seven. Was it seven? Yeah. So it's, it's still single digits, but it's like in the South, you know, these teams, can you, you know, is there going to be a transfer program that just loads up on transfers and competes for a title? That's going to be an interesting thing. And that's can a program like Notre Dame almost copy. God, how do you say that? I know everyone hates Michigan, but how do you copy Michigan's thing where you just keep guys together for an extended period of time until that, Seasons right, kind of like 2020 at Notre Dame and 2012 at Notre yeah. Dame. Big you know? part of Notre Dame not being able to bring in 20 guys is the is the academic side of things. They can't, you know, can't really bring in undergrads. The only thing they can do with undergrads, well, I shouldn't say that. For the most part, it's either someone who just finished up their first semester at Notre Dame, or a Riley Leonard or Brandon Joseph, who's you know a junior. They come from Duke or Northwestern or a grad. So Notre Dame is kind of, you know, football programs working with one arm time behind their back there. They just don't. Or even a Bo Collins. Bo Collins, I heard, doesn't have his degree yet, correct? So they they offered him from a high-end high school academic. No, no, he he doesn't have his degree yet. He's not getting here until the summer, though. So he's he's not. Oh, so he's not a spring guy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was news to me, and I put that in yeah. an article yesterday. Okay. So, 
Yeah. But um, kind of segue into our next discussion is on Notre Dame um, does have three receivers coming from the portal. Collins will be here. Tim, I'm going to put you on mute. Um, Collins will be here in this after spring ball. Uh, and then you'll have Chris Mitchell from Florida International. Um, you know, I'm sure he's getting there, what, this weekend or so. I, I, I'm assuming the, the transfer guys get in the same time as the high school early enrollees. And then Jaden Harrison was the new commits. Um, you know, when we kind of broke for or, or had a break for Christmas, um, they're, you know, hearing from sources that, you know, once January rolls around, Notre Dame's going to go get a receiver and a safety. Here's your third receiver, Jaden Harrison. Um, maybe a number three, number four kind of receiver for Notre Dame. If he goes out and gets 28 receptions for 410 yards and a touchdown like he did in his last season in Marshall, I think Notre Dame would be happy with that. And then he had a couple kickoff return touchdowns. Notre Dame would love to have that. So they're bringing him in um, as a – and I, I said this in a video um, that I did with Tyler Horka today that will come out on our Blue and Gold YouTube channel tomorrow. Like Jaden Harrison coming to Notre Dame – um, is a quality over quantity kind of guy. It's not he's not going to have a ton of touches, but when he touches the ball, good things are gonna happen. Or that's the, that's at least the plan. So Jaden Harrison coming to Notre Dame. Um, and then uh, Rod Hurd is an interesting one. Tim played mostly cornerback. Um, I know he played a kind of a linebacker in the cover in the Tampa two. I believe Tyler Horton was telling me I didn't watch their bowl game. That's what Tyler was telling me. Um so heard kind of a versatile guy and uh Tim I, I know Notre Dame was going after a, or was looking at safeties in the portal for a while and you know I don't think they really loved all of the options and uh I, I think that Rod Hurd is is their their favorite option that they have um as someone who they're going to move to safety um at least that's kind of my read on the situation Tim so your reaction on uh, Rod Hurd, Jaden Harrison coming to Notre Dame? Yeah, the the Marshall guy is yeah that guy. I don't care what he does, get the ball in his hand a couple times a game and something. Yes. and he's yeah. like seriously, he's like people will be like oh insurance policy or whatever, or he's a backup. No, the dude could run, so he he could run. Notre Dame has had a lot of dudes that could run on the outside perimeter as we saw yeah. this season. So wherever he plays, I don't know who cares. He's going to return kicks. Heck, he was a first-team All-American on what two of the couple national, the you know the the consensus ones. He was first-team All-American on a yeah. handful of them. So he's electric. He's got a, a, a different gear to him. And guess what? He was here two years ago when they beat Notre Dame. So he's played the ball in that stadium. So he knows that uh, field quite well. But uh, no, I mean it was nice as soon as he came aboard. Like whoa. Went and checked out a few of his highlights, and it's like playmakers. Just get some stack bodies. Just keep stacking bodies, and I think that's what it is. Going back to him, Collins, you know Thomas. Obviously, you know Cam Williams is a freshman coming in. Gilbert got a handful of slots. I think what he does is bring a veteran presence, a guy that's played a lot of college football, where you don't have to play Jade, you know, Great House on the outside, where he's not a good football yeah. player. His strengths inside really good inside football player. So excited about that. And then the Northwestern guy, my God, Mike, he's played four. I think he was 40. He's like Sam Hartman. He's played 45, 46 games. Yeah. And he's got almost 200 tackles coming to Notre Dame. This guy is playing a lot of football, which is exciting. So you got experience back there. Cause outside of Watts, you lost Ramon Henderson. who has been on the field the last three years, you know, you know, since Freeman's been here, he's played a ton of nickel and dime. DJ Watt just, or DJ Watt, geez, Tim. DJ Brown just finished his sixth year. So you got another experienced guy. Those two guys have been big time players under Marcus Freeman's three years, DC and two as the head coach. So behind that, it's just freshmen. It's a bunch of uh, newbies. So you got an experienced guy, obviously Clark coming from Arizona state. You got two vets, which I think bodes well for Notre Dame, but, uh, yeah, the Northwestern guy is just watched a little bit of his film, saw him run around. Another athlete. Notre Dame is very good at corner, as we know. It's finding that nickel to that. Who who's going to play next to Xavier? We know, we know Xavier Watts is going to play all over the place. We know that. But who are those other two? 
basically in their 4-2-5 base defense, meaning the Rover and the other safety. Who are those two DB guys? And uh, Clark and Harrison. Guys. That's the plan. You got to think it's Clark and Harrison, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'm sorry, not, not Harrison, Hurd. Hurd, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got two vets right there, and then let you mix in a Don Shule or Ninnick, and then you got these freshmen coming in this year to round out a two deep. But, uh, no, it, it's exciting. It's it's good news because the transfers they brought in, Mike, are like just boom. You, you see them playing right away and get, getting on that field and helping this team move forward in 2024 and find a damn way to get into that top 12, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to love the push that Notre Dame's had. They're they're not sitting back and being like, ah, this, this guy's just a year. Yeah, let's just develop the guys we have. Like, no, Notre Dame is pushing. All, it, it's it's a it's like a one year life all the time for Notre Dame. Well, it's like, all right, we have this season. We need to go win as much as we can this season. Doesn't work out. All right, reset. Do it again next year if if we we get the chance kind of deal. So, I don't know. Well, like that. no, that's and that's been that's everything. But as soon as Saban retired, it's almost like every you know, just going back to him and what it means for Notre Dame. You're still right because every year is just a different year, man. I mean, you've got to think that way. If there's a dude out there you know that can help your team, yeah, you got to bring him in. You do because you know you're going to lose 10, 15 guys in the portal, which is fine. Marcus Freeman is going to do that. I think that's why we're going to constantly see the, you know, 23 to 25 class, you know, signees load up, you know, with the, you know, your seven to 10 transfer portal guys, let's say that are older guys that come in and play. I think that's very, you know, very important, you know, for building and, you know, continuing Notre Dame down the road here. Irish fans, we know that you love Notre Dame memorabilia and unique fighting Irish items, and you can only find these things at one place, especially as you uh, really leaning into the word unique here. And it's Augie's locker room, uh, which has moved to a brand new location. Check out Augie and his brand new store located at 1733 North Ironwood drive in South bend, right down the street of Notre, right down the street from Notre Dame. So whenever you are in time, come on singer, you got this. Whenever you are in town, uh, please uh, make time for Augie's locker room. Check out their wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items. Uh, check out the exclusive Joe Montana signed items that they have um, and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues that you'll find around the stadium. So always unique stuff over at Augie's locker room. And he gets new stuff in all the time. If he doesn't have it in store, He's going to go find it for you. Visit Augie again, 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend, and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. He's got some amazing stuff, folks. You're going to want to go check it out. So visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com for more info. Give him a call, 574-277-6363. Again, 574-277-6363. Uh, Tim, Wanted to talk about the the scholarship chart, you know, because I just figure that you have something interesting to say about it, and I want to know what you you've got to say. So I'm just going to pop it up on the screen. Did you have a chance to look at this when I sent you this the, our outline for the show? Did you get a chance to? to no, look over the it, no, just throw it up. No, after 20 inches of snow, I've been busy a little bit, but that's all right. <laughs> Doing what? Uh, trying to drive uh, here to chat with you. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we'll just start with the offense. What, what What are some of your thoughts? Looking at the. Sorry for podcast audience. Just go on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you, you obviously go right to you know Riley Leonard, and then the battle for number two. The way Steve played in the in the bowl game, you got to feel he's got the inside track. Which, by the way, because the fact that he's here is awesome. I mean, we haven't even really we haven't talked about that, Mike. He he could have left. That portal was open for him to jump ship if he wanted to, because he knew Riley Leonard was coming here after the Sun Bowl. It was a period for him to leave, and he did it. So he's going to be here. He's going to compete. He's going to be in the spring. And I hope he stays because he's a snap away. And I think what he showed in that game, he could lead Notre Dame to some wins. So that's important. Running back, dude, running back. Mike, what are the odds of these six being here in first day of training? 
I don't see, I guess Evan Ford can play another year, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Right. I know. And I know I've always, uh, I've always been worried someone may leave, especially after the symbol performance, but um, yeah. Uh, and then the wide receiver one is interesting because it's still young guys after the just brutal mess between uh, basically 19 and you know 22. So we could throw Tobias year in there. It's a mess. Yeah. So you got these young guys being mixed in with these old, I mean, look at that, look at the freshmen to the older guys. There's a bunch of them. So just keep mixing those guys in phase on phase on a great house, mate. I mean, they may be up there with like the best slot tandem around, you know, yeah. at least in the upper echelon. Those two guys could play. Jay, I'm telling you great house. I've said it 5,000 times. He was going to be a freshman all American. He was having a hell of a season until he got hurt with that hammy. When he came back, he's an ultimate team player. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a captain down the road. He had to play outside because they didn't have any outside guys, and that's not his strength. So if they could keep him inside rotating with Faison, with uh, what Coach Denbrock wants to do, play. I'm expecting more 11 personnel. It's going to be awesome. Tight end is just tight ends. They got dudes. Bauman's, uh, Kevin Bauman's the interesting one, right? It's like with the injuries, he's still on the roster, or is he just there to get a – degree i have no idea right to get a degree does he transfer in the spring window but he's there you know so he we'll came see. to notre dame in mayor's class that feels like forever ago he's still here man and i guess he's got two years of eligibility too so i don't know how uh, but they're they got dudes in the interior they're strong they're christophic still here he was one i really expected to leave because he's the same class as zeke Carell. so um but he's here, and it's a sixth year, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, the key for Notre Dame's success, you you know, and we'll get into this a billion times, is as much as we talk about wide receiver, quarterback, and blah, 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 they're going to take a dip at offensive tackle. And that yeah. is – is that going to hurt them in moments in just a handful of games? Notre Dame's schedule is extremely soft. Which I won't say easy. It's soft. But is there going to be moments of – the offensive tactic, my God, people, people, Joel is a freak. And then Fisher is going to be, you know, second, third round pick. He just is because he's a big athletic kid who played at Notre Dame. So they're going to take a dip out there and it's going to be interesting to see who replaces them. But Baker was very solid in the bowl game. And, you know, and Charles was got his feet wet as a true freshman, which is awesome. Ashton Craig's a stud. Who's the number two behind him? We'll find out in spring. But Ashton Craig's a He's he's awesome. He really is a yeah. He's going to be an NFL center. He's the way he finished his season was was really really good. So yeah. And then on defense, Mike, it's going to come. To, we know we know they're old and strong on the interior. I mean, look at all those vets they got inside. So you yeah. got two starters. You know, Anya and Rubio have played a ton. Heine started to get in a ton this year. Tyson Ford was Freeman's first big recruit when he came aboard. How does he start to mix in? Because he's a big, good looking kid when he's been out there. And then it's linebacker. You know, you're replacing two guys that are going to be playing in the all, you know, a couple of big high-end all-star games with J.D. Bertrand and Maris Leofowl. Where does Kaiser fit in? He's a he's captain. He's going to play. I don't think it's Mike. You know, Goolsby and I talked about this the other day. We think he's Will. So the battle for Mike is going to be just freakish. And then where does Jalen Sneed mix in? Where does he fit in, you know? And uh, I'm happy Botello's coming back because I'm a big fan of, starting as your second year you know that's something people lose track of is jordan his first three years he played multiple positions he never sat somewhere for an entire year so this was his first full season playing one spot which was viper so he had bounced back and forth between rover and and viper his first three years we'll see how he does in his second year I'm excited about that and then the biggie is obviously safety which is going to be the couple transfers mixing in with xavier watts and Corners, it's gonna be a battle, man. You know what? Don't don't. I mean, obviously we know what Morrison can do, but Mickey Gray, those two guys are competitive as could be. Mickey's a pit bull out there the way he plays, and Christian Gray just looks like a he's just a dude. When he, I mean, when he was out there that last month of the season in those handful of games, every time he you know you saw twenty nine out there, it's like yeah, that's a good looking long corner. So that's gonna be a battle, a great battle in the spring. But you know you're going into the season with three, and you know the Northwestern guy has played corner. Clark is a good nickel safety combination guy. So 
secondary, you know, should not miss a beat. And that's, you know, Cam Hart's going to be an NFL draft pick, but I think secondary is going to be outstanding. And then lastly, to wrap this all up is um, making sure the DC comes back. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, know, coaches coming and going and all that, the NFL is hiring. I mean, there's full staffs that have been fired. Head coach stays. There was a Carolina fired every single defensive staff. I think the Bears got rid of every single coach on offense, something like that. Um, I think the Colts got rid of a ton of, you know, everyone's firing everyone. But uh, hopefully Golden doesn't have any buddies out there as head coaches and he stays another year. (laughs) Yeah. So it's crazy in the NFL. So it is 90 guys. If you add that up, it's, this says 89 right here, but it is 90. And that's um, 40, the latest. Yeah, the 44 latest offense, 44 defense, and a couple special teamers. So um, it's, it's funny because, Tim, I've been in this business for um, it'll be 11 years in March. Every school I've ever covered, people, the fans get worried when they see scholarship. It's like, oh my God, we're above 85. What are we going to do? One. Is there is there a rule coming change to the eighty five Tim? Is that is that happening? No, if it no, I haven't seen it. Uh, There's still it's still eighty five. Okay, it's have, like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to have eighty five until day one of training camp. So yeah, it's ninety. I bet you that thing's gonna be seventy eight after. I know, I know. That's oh, what yeah. I was. That, that's yeah, where I was going with this. I'm like, life is way too short to wor- worry about Notre Dame getting down to eighty five, folks. Print that on a T-shirt. Um, so, yeah, Notre Dame will get down there. I'm sure they know where they're the, – they, I'm sure they know who. So, they'll be fine. Um, yeah. So, there you go. So, that's kind of the scholarship chart rundown. Notre Dame, again, has 90 scholarship players. And um, I'm sure that there will be uh, – again, there's going to be several more coming off of this roster – as Notre Dame gets down to 85. But the, another really interesting talking point is, does Notre Dame add anyone else? The eight guys they have, they hit all of this. They they wanted a quarterback. They got a quarterback, right? Um, they wanted three receivers. They got three. They wanted a nickel and a safety. I guess they got that. Herd's not really a safety yet, but they're, they're bringing in Herd to play safety, right? So they, they got that. They wanted a defensive end and open, like, kicker got so they got everything but the one position that they haven't gotten yet that i was told that they were interested in was a tackle if the right guy was out there like i think if they found someone that they think would improve you know that tackle room um and be someone who could start for the irish i think they would go get him but i'm just curious if it's a situation where they looked and didn't you know didn't liked uh, what they saw, or if they just said, "Hey, we we love Charles. We love him in the bowl game." Tim, do they circle back around to it after spring practice? These are the interesting things. And then the other item with the transfer portal um, is, you know, what about like an Alabama? Right? Does Keon Keeley enter the portal? You know, like does Caleb Downs enter the portal? If Caleb Downs enters the portal. Um, I think Marcus Stream would say, "Hey, Caleb, we'll give you half of my salary if you come here." Uh, Caleb, I'm joking. Uh, Caleb Downs, one of the best players in college football, in my opinion, he's he's fantastic. Uh, but you know, s- seriously, like, does anyone from these other schools that are going to have potential coaching changes, you know, what what can happen? The the what if scenario um, is another thing to keep an eye on. And that's well, that's the dominoes with uh, with Saban leaving. I mean, it's just beginning. As if, I mean, let's just say it's Dan Landing. Let's just throw a name out. Then Oregon's open. Who replaces, you know what I mean? It's like boom, 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 boom. I mean, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So it's going to, and that's the other thing, as we said at the beginning, for anyone who's jumped in late, is if a head coach leaves, the portal window is open for that entire roster. So anyone can leave once a coach leaves now in the NCAA. So there's going to be a lot of dominoes to keep falling. So when you hear, so-and-so's in the portal and you're asking, oh, I thought it closed. No, not when a coach is gone. So there's yeah. going to be multiple programs because someone's got to replace Oregon and someone's got to replace that yeah. coach. It's going to be nuts in the next the next 20 days. I mean, it's going to be a madhouse. And that's why the signing day, the early signing period, the portal, oh, my God, the calendar is just crazy, Mike. It is nuts. So, 
It is what it is. And I'm telling you, this all started, all of this college football craziness all started when they made that rule that, you know, you can play in four games and still redshirt. Great rule. We all love that rule. But I really go back to that is when college football went to shit is that day that that rule got enacted. And then all of the other little super pro player things that have happened. And now we are where we are. Um, oh yeah. And now it's, and now it's just boom. Man. You know, you, I mean, now you can leave. I mean, there's got, there are, you know, cause I've been doing a little bit of research on A&M getting ready for them to talk about them down the road. There are so many guys going on their third school. And I'm like, it's just, that is the craziest thing is the double trans, you know, the multiple transfers now that you can leave whenever. So, you know, Hey, I mean, students do it, right. If you want to transfer from that college, that college, that college, but the football thing, it goes back to hopefully stability with Notre Dame, with Freeman recruiting the right guys, building that culture, keeping that thing rolling, having a mindset, a whole team collective goal. And hopefully they, you know, the iron strikes and uh, good things happen in South Bend here. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up tonight's show. Um, if you are just joining here recently, we had a stellar show. I uh, talked with Ethan Long, who was tremendous, a Notre Dame class of 2025 safety commit. I mean, we've had many recruits on this show and, and on our channel you know, over the past few years. And uh, I thought Ethan was, was one of the best interviews that we've had. Um, so make sure you watch that. It was around 20 minutes into the live show. So please go and check that out. And we opened the show talking about Nick Saban uh, retiring from Alabama and uh, Tim just kind of, you know, discussed some of the fallout of that and, um, and looked at it through the Notre Dame lens. So uh, please rewind and watch it. And yeah, head over to blueandgold.com. If you are like, man, I, I didn't get my Notre Dame fixed yet. I, I need more. Go to blueandgold.com. Use the promo code UND1 if you're a new um, subscriber and uh, to, to the website. It'll be your first time signing up. Use the promo code UND1. You'll, it's just a buck out of your pocket for two months. So please consider checking that out and taking advantage of that. So um, for Tim Hyde, I'm Mike Singer. Appreciate everyone tuning in to tonight's show. As always, folks, we will catch you next time.